What is going on, all you guys and gals, all you Marks and Maggies, all you cheapos out there? I am one of your co-hosts, Dylan Sariva, and joined beside me this week is the reigning, defending, obnoxious, two-time CTW champion, TJ Albin. You know, it was beautiful before you said obnoxious. It was very beautiful. No Brandon Carr. (laughs) See, you know what's funny is that both of you when I'm not here, are poking at, I'm not here. But all of a sudden, you're not here last week, and I gave you your, you know, your little two cents. And now Carl, all of a sudden, he's like, I'm loyal to this podcast. I love this podcast. I'm here. Hey, Carl, you're not here today. What's up? You know what? I bet you he's recording with the yo man in Espanol, you know, <laughs> He's got all the like opportunities and priorities, you know. I mean, it, it's what it is. It's what it is, and that's it's not fine with the provider, the two-time, two-time CTW World Champion. You know, Dylan, you you were you were uh, very adamant months ago. Months ago that you're going to be the first two-time champion. You're going to be the first two-time champion. I'm going to do it. I'm going to bring the title back to its rightful glory. And I'm going to win it against that son of my gun, Jake Golding. Look where he is. Not here. And look who's champion. Not you. So I guess that premonition was for another provider or another true champion you know what in the moment you are right tj i i look back i i've had opportunities and unfortunately we're just gonna have to keep building back the survivaholics stay strong doesn't matter when doesn't matter how it's coming i don't care if i have to get survivaholic personal security maybe you know maybe can you afford personal security a hundred percent we're back we're better than ever the market's booming we're making money we're making big stacks we're making the next level moves tj it's always moving we? forward you mean me no me and me and the survivaholics this is like stratton oakmont stacking penny stocks tj stacking penny stocks oh my god you're really going that far but you know what i will agree with one statement in there I was right. You're right. I guess that premonition was for me. But talking about builds, let's talk about Young Rock in the last few episodes about the build that they're having for him. And also, I want to thank Yeats for this opportunity to actually talk about this. Use code CHEAP10 for 10% off at Yeats.com. Get the Macho Man approved sunglasses. You know, Young Rock could use those sunglasses. And the characters in there, like even the Macho Man himself, could have used those sunglasses in uh, Young Rock over there. Really good show. I'm really enjoying the show. I'm really enjoying... Oh, 
You're trying to interrupt me with the macho man finger point. You can't even do the voice. You're going to do the voice. Oh, yeah. There you go. go. I'm going to tell you something. What are you going to tell me? About the young rock. Mr. Rocky Maivia. Great show. Uh, Honestly, I I love that. You know, it's introducing who Dwayne Johnson was, how he became the rock. Well, yeah, it's about... It's not just about him. It's about the story and the build for his dad's legacy, how his dad was about working the gimmick or how wrestling was back in the day versus how it is now or how you got somewhere in wrestling or just even to the fact of it's a comedy. It's a comedy. It's like a little bit of a drama, but you're also dealing with the storytelling of the rock himself. And like they're using this, they're using the idea or the platform of, okay, Rock's running for president. I like that because he's talked about running for president. You also have him being followed by the news, which I really like as well. You're giving uh, a personality side of it with The Rock. I'm surprised that The Rock is even doing all this. I felt like it was, I originally thought this was going to be like everybody hates Chris and all you had was him narrating the story or trying to lead the story. But you actually have him sitting down and actually talking about these stories and actually being a part of the show as a physical person rather than that voiceover. And I agree with you. And I think that's one thing that makes the rock such a great character is now much like the undertaker docuseries. We saw like getting to see the man behind the character. Exactly. It Because like, wrestlers that we've talked to on this podcast and stuff like that guys have so many road stories and wrestling locker rooms are such an interesting environment there's so many personalities in there that it's just hard to describe like i don't know if you saw the photos he posted um one of the like characters that's going to be shown on the show and it might be just very very briefly is mantar like, yeah, I want exactly. to know what what his opinion was of that, like walking into the WWE locker room for the first time and seeing that guy in like that stupid costume. It's going to be good. And I think we're finally getting a real behind the curtain of, OK, how it was and in a story way, also a comedy way of how it was back then, back in the WWF, back in the 90s, even in the 80s and how like territories were a thing. And you're also seeing that with the younger version of The Rock too, about how territories were very like confrontational with one another. It's it's really cool to see that. And that's what I liked about it is that you're, you're seeing that side of it, but you're also seeing them build up stories as well, or even possible spoilers and possible... Uh, ideas that we're going to see later on in the years to come. Like you had recently, you had uh, Roman Reigns being uh, used as a character in there, like saying the acknowledgement. I saw it on TikTok and I was dying laughing because I didn't watch the episode yet, but I saw the acknowledgement. I'm like, is that freaking Roman? Is that Roman? They're really bringing up Roman. And then you watch the full clip. He's like, a match like this only deserves WrestleMania. So is that a possible spoiler for a WrestleMania match? Look, I don't. I feel like the words weren't there at that time. Let's be real. You're trying to build it up, like a lot of the stuff that they're saying. What did, probably didn't happen, but that moment, like I could see, like a young, like a young Rock, or like at the time a young Rock, as well as a younger Roman Reigns character, like you know having those kinds of like moments together. But I know for a fact they didn't say that shit. Obviously, you know that because it's like 
you know, it's television. Let's be real. Nothing's ever real on television except for the news. I'm just going to say that because, you know, people, lo- I love my job. I'm just going to say that out there. But, <laughs> but back to what I'm getting at is that with Peacock, with the WWE, with NBC, with The Rock being a part of all these different projects, and plus still having that WWE studio connection to the WWE, is that their way of saying that this match is going to happen at WrestleMania next year where I will be at and probably a lot of the CTW guys will not be at. But Dylan, your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be a, a smart way of marketing it. Like you're throwing out those Easter eggs early, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think one thing that WWE has been criticized of as of late is not long-term storytelling, uh, long-term booking. And if you can bring something new to the table, like, building it up through a TV show that's not, like, directly done through your, um, you know, your studio, your in-house production. I think that's a really smart business thing. Um, you know, and, and making the connection to more casual, uh, you know, marquee kind of audiences of, okay, we are going to have Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania. I mean, you have to look at how big Cena versus Rock drew. Now you have, like, a whole family story to it, like... It just makes it so much bigger and so much better. I agree. And that's what you have about it is that this is not like the once in a lifetime match. You don't have to build it as that. You can build it as blood coming together for one big match. And that's what I like about it is that, I mean, let's be real. We all knew it was going to happen, but nobody knew how it was going to be, you know, brought up or how it was going to be planned out but watch this and i'm not i'm I'm not saying this i like i'm not going to say this because i don't want it to happen i do want it to happen but watch it that idea flop watch that idea not come together for the wwe and watch next year's wrestlemania matt like that match in particular not happen and then you're gonna have fans that are like this is gonna happen oh this is gonna be the match and it doesn't happen that'd be so disappointing too because like there's so many things you could do with it you obviously have the usos you have big quiche um you know afa sika the head shrinkers like there's so many retired guys that you could bring back it it, maybe not even a wrestling role just you know for standoffs and and you know on camera like you know the the fake like build up um oh my god i can't think of like the word of like it, promo jesus oh my brain somewhere else that you're I you're on a wrestling podcast and the word you couldn't think of was promo do you know how many times a day that word comes out of my mouth about promos i agree with you and i just, it, just god blanking. damn it kid you are killing me today i We're think not even beat me over the head with promos show. so much that like it just finally fell out the other ear you know what should have fallen out of your ear or what should have fallen on you was how to ref a match god damn it kid you're killing me out there with the sweat mean how to ref a shit. match it was an easy one two three every time you were struggling dude you were struggling one of them i fucked up on no you fucked up with trying to ring the bell well, if Carr had fucking gotten out of the ring, maybe I would have said something. Yeah, Car- you and Carr need to work on your for cheap shot too. We'll, we'll get that. We'll well, get that Lu- Lewis and Kirby and Kid are beating each other up, and I'm like, I'm looking at Carr, and I'm like, get out, get out. Like this is started. Like, get out. 
in this corner. Now on top. Oh, now he's on bottom. On top. Nope. Now he's on bottom. Yeah, just watching that footage back, by the way, just killed it. But back to what you were saying about um the promos and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, like you could just have so much going on in those promos because like the Anawaii family has been so big in the WWE over the last 40 years. Yeah, exactly. Know? I could see this happening. It's a segment happening in the ring. You have a t- you have the table set up. You have this long, long table around in the ring. You have Roman on one side. You have The Rock on the other. And you have the entire family there. You have everybody in that dynasty there. You have the Usos. You have the, the ladies and gentlemen that you bring up. You have all of them there. for Not Nia Jax, though, because she got kicked. She'll she'll be in like the ble- she'll be in like the three hundred section of that. Night. You know, like the little people you see facing the hard cam. She'll be there somewhere. She'll be there. Yeah, she'll be there in spirit, but not on camera. Not being paid to be there. She'll pay to get there, but she will not be paid to be there. But <laughs> she won't be paid to be there, dude. It's not gonna happen. Like especially with everything that's going on with her on her end. But ringside news report. Reports that Nia Jax punched Roman Reigns in the face. We're finding out today that Nia Jax wasn't invited, but has politely declined. But she apparently is going to show up anyway and buy a front row seat. We wish her well in her future endeavors. We wish her well in her future endeavors. Every time I read these reports on like wrestling gang and all of them, I have to do it in like a British accent because it just sounds better. It just sounds funnier. <laughs> so bad, man. I mean, but no, like it, it would be like such a great build, but it wouldn't surprise me if they just fumbled the bag. Like and yeah. to like right at the end to like do something stupid, like yeah. two weeks out from Mania, and it just ruins the whole match. Dude, I really could see this build, and I really see this build being something amazing. But the fact is, is that you have this build starting up now. You're seeing it on live television to fans that are not wrestling fans or fans that are just fans of Dwayne Johnson watching this for the first time. And they're asking themselves, what the hell's going on? Or what does this mean? For wrestling fans, you're, you're, that's a dying moment to see that. You're like, okay, this is going to happen. They're talking about it on television a year in advance. And if it doesn't happen, that is the biggest flop we see on a wrestling match that is being hyped up since they announced that it was going to be in Hollywood, California. Mind you, when they announced originally that was WrestleMania was going to be in Hollywood, that was the match that was predicted to happen. It was also supposed to be predicted to happen this year as well. I mean, with everything that went on with the pandemic, I mean, it's it is what it is. But with this match, if it doesn't happen, that is the biggest money loss by the WWE. That is the biggest payday that they're missing out on. That stadium is going to break the new record or the original record uh, for most uh, like attendance at WrestleMania. It's going to break that in one night. And if it doesn't, then that's just money lost. And that's money that you spent. That's not going to come back to you. They're going to get their money. Obviously they're going to get their money back in other ways. But you, if you look at the sole numbers of that event, the amount of tickets that you did not sell, is going to be because of that match not happening. If it does happen, you are going to see fans that you haven't seen at events for years. You are in a beautiful area to have an event like this. Take advantage of having this match happen. 
I, I agree 100%. Yeah. But moving on to some other topics, like obviously with the WWE and AEW kind of competing back and forth, there was something I saw on Twitter, and this is what I wanted to kind of read off to you. This is from a, a gentleman by the name of Steve uh, Carrier of Ringside News. Uh, he's like, uh, did you know WWE has 253 talents across four brands on their roster to fill nine hours of weekly television? AEW has 174 people on their active roster to fill five hours of weekly television slash YouTube. Think about that number or just think about what I just put out there. AEW is putting on a minus four hours of television and YouTube content but are still getting it done with 174 guys on their roster, while the WWE has 253 stars on their roster and are only competing on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT if you want to count NXT. I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming this number is also counting like superstars and main event. Actually, no, I'm sorry. They don't have superstars anymore. They have main event. They have main event. I think they have one other weekly show. I Oh, no, they used to have 205. No, now it's... Uh, NXT level up. Yeah. Which is a joke in itself. It's just another show to compete on Friday nights with NXT. I uh, not NXT with um AEW. But isn't that nuts to think about? Like the the roster power on both ends is yep. doing big things. Like with the recent releases, I mean it you're gonna see more cuts coming in there here and there. But and it's crazy too because like both rosters at, at different points do get criticized for not using guys but you gotta understand like five hours of content is a lot to fill and even and nine hours too like it, it like that's a lot to fill and so being all the people that they have on both you know um companies and stuff like that it's it's cool um yeah. i think they both still put out great products um and things like that. And honestly, with the constant cuts coming to it's it's so hard to like invest in storylines too, because you just never know when that next round of releases and cut is coming. And especially with WWE, we've seen they don't care who you are on the cards. If they want to release you, they're gonna release you. No, they, they, it doesn't matter to them, dude. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, and where you've been. It's the fact that you're you're kind of costing us money. And we're not using you, and we don't know how to use you, so we're just gonna, you know, kick you to the curb. Good luck in your future endeavors. It's what it is. That's business. That's business. You can't take it personal. It's just business. Like you know, like you don't want to waste money. That's the company saying we have other guys, or we have other obligations to guys to pay them, and we're not using you. So we need to figure out other ways of either trying to use you or trying to find a way to be like, hey, nothing personal. It's a business. You know what bothers me too is like they'll do that kind of thing where they'll just release someone out of the blue, but you have other guys that have asked for their release because they don't feel their character's getting used yeah. and then won't be granted. And it's like, well, I, I understand you don't want people going to the competition. I, I get that. But it's like keeping someone under contract just isn't going to, yeah, isn't going to allow them to make no. you money because they're just going to be pissed off and, refuse to outright you know like, look, at mustafa. look at mustafa look at exactly mustafa mustafa Ali. About. think about his build to where he is now he's getting a storyline on television with tommaso champa yeah. think about it he hasn't been on television in months and his reason was because he wanted his release 
Now, all of a sudden, he has to be that good guy and say, you're paying me. I got to do my job. And that's how it is. It's, it's, it's hard to see guys like that. It's like a circus act. It's a circus. Think about it this way. Wrestling, well, I mean, wrestling was with the circus for years. Yeah. Back, back in the early days of pro wrestling. Wrestlers so, are probably the last carnies. They are. It really is. It really is. And it's just the fact that, like, you're seeing that, like, in person. You're seeing that live. You're seeing, you look, look, you had, like, the three rings at a circus. You have one ring in wrestling. You have, like, the big curtain. You have the, the lights, the glitz, the glam. That's pro wrestling. Think about it. We got rid of circuses years ago. We still have wrestling. It's the same, not to say it's the same form. It's just the same format. If you really think about it, you have the main event attractions. You have, you have your clowns. You have your mid carters. You have your top guys. It's, and not like, look, I'm in, like, I'm in the industry and I'm not poking at the industry. I'm just saying it's literally the same format. And it's just how you look at guys and how you look at the industry as a whole it's just that way. It's just that way. And it's like, okay, look, the animal's not putting up or this character's not working. We got to move on. We got to figure out a way to be like, hey, got to go. Bye. See ya. It's money because you're traveling weekly. Oh, you're yeah. traveling. You're putting on the live shows. You're putting on uh, the YouTube content that they put on with the bump. You got to fill the time. You got to fill the you got to fill the market. You got to fill this area. You got to fill this time slot. You got to fill this promo. You got to fill this story. And not to get into my rant about this, but it's just, you have guys on your roster that you don't use. Yeah. So when people like start to go out there and like give their grievances about the company, it it's not needed. It's a comp, it's a business. A lot of guys are coming out saying like, if the WWE called me, I'd give them a call right back saying, I'd love to come back. Like, look at Mac, perfect example, Matt Cardona. If you don't want to go back to the WWE and they offer you something, you're, you're full of shit is basically what he said. It's just kind of putting it my way. It's true. If the WWE calls you, you're going to take that call. Well, especially if they come, you know, I think the Ali situation is the perfect thing. He's been home for four months, probably five months. Yeah. Because they had nothing for him. And I think that's frustrating. I think, but the, the, this, the other part of it is the other side is, is quite a sad part because it's like, why is it, why does it have to be guys taking to social media, airing their frustrations with you and saying, Hey, I want a story like, put you know and this is my problem with the writers room not having guys who have been in the business in the business it's it's great to have all these tv writers it's great yeah they know how to produce drama and all this you know other shit but it's not the wrestling business the wrestling business is its own entity and it will continue to run itself but the problem is when you guys when you don't have guys in the wrestling industry you're not dealing with the backlash of okay what you've done in the industry you look, think about it. That's true, too. Yeah, yeah. You think about the WCW, how it was. You had the bookers as former talent. Think about how long that lasted. So in the way, the WWE is avoiding that completely by using writers that don't know, really know the industry. It's not the best way of looking at it from a fan perspective, or but as a guy, in the, like as someone in the media like us. For me, I get it. You're not dealing with the politics and pro wrestling. You're not dealing with the fact that okay, you used to wrestle or you used to be a part of the industry so you know how it works. You're dealing with a guy that knows how to write scripts and knows how to put out a story. Which one are you going to take? You know what I mean? I think that's, that's how the they're thing looking. too is it's such a slippery slope because like, again, you don't want to get the politics involved because 
wrestling is. It's a very political ladder and stuff like that. And you have to understand how to move it along. And, and that's the thing is the problem with WCW was they had all these guys with creative control for their characters exactly. booking themselves. And that's one thing you can't have. Why do you think the WWE is more focused and not to get off the releases, but to kind of like segue this, why do you think the WWE focuses on building up guys that have no idea how to wrestle or be in the wrestling industry? Why do you think they focus on college talent? Why do you think they focus on football players? It's because they don't have, and like, look, wrestling is that it's full of egos and I'm not going to sugarcoat that. It, you you see it you literally see it when you go like when you go out there when you go to shows when you look at like okay look at dark side of the ring huge example of that perfect examples are from dark side of the ring you see the egos that are in pro wrestling not to say that a lot of people do a lot of people don't that's just the business and that's just how i'm seeing it but understand that's why the wwe is focused on that cuz you're not dealing with those avenues of what they've dealt with so when you can say you're building up a young talent that doesn't know the wrestling industry versus a guy who's been in the industry for 15, 20 years, you'd rather take the guy that you're going to build and know, okay, where he's come from. Yeah. Cause then you yeah. can mold them exactly how you want them as well and get them into your system. I don't agree with it, but it's what it is. I don't agree <laughs> with it, but Hey, that's how they want to run this formula. That's how they want to be. It's what it is. The business is what it is, you know? But the one thing I will say about the business, you have those losing streaks. And especially with these three guys, I'm going to bring up with these losing streaks. They have long losing streaks, but we're going to talk about this segment thanks to Long Plex. See what I did there? There you go. Go to check out Long Plex on 300 Industrial Way in Tiverton, Rhode Island. 300 Industrial Way. Check out Long Plex. Beautiful facility out there in Tiverton. If you're looking for the newest sporting facility to get into basketball, football hockey or just to get a quick workout they're opening up a brand new locker room folks sauna salt cave i've never even heard of a salt cave until i found out about this new gym that they're opening up over there 300 industrial way in tivener Rhode island go check them out you can't miss them off the highway let's be real you cannot miss them and if you do you're just a dummy but dummy I mean, I, yeah. yeah yeah exactly see see dylan at least we can agree on something here at least we can agree on, like, if, you, if you're that dumb, you, I mean, you, you're, you're missing something. Dummy, anyway. yeah. <sighs> Insert the dummy button. My dummy button now. My, that's my button. I, I believe Mr. L.A. Knight has the dummy button. I think he'd have something to say about that. Actually, real quick, I hate how they're trying to make him a manager right now. I agree. I, I, he, is I, one I, of, he is one of my favorite heels I've, I've seen in, like, the modern era of wrestling. He's, good. he's so good. walk the walk, you can talk the talk, but you want to make him as a manager? That's misuse of talent. Like, and that's what I'm talking about with the last segment. It's like you have misuse of talent, and that is a perfect example of misusing talent like LA Knight. If he should be on the main roster, it shouldn't be as a manager. But that's another that's another conversation for another day. But what I want to get to is the losing streaks at Mania. Dylan, I'm surprised at this list because a lot of them are big stars and they haven't had a win at WrestleMania. Take, for example, the former WWE champion Biggie. He has an 0-7 record. You look at Xavier Woods, who's now, I'm sorry, King Woods is 0-5. And then you look at Shinsuke Nakamura, who has been in the WWE for a little bit, who is a legend on the independent scene and is a god, I will say god, in New Japan Pro Wrestling, has an 0-4 record, which I feel like that was supposed to change this year with the tag team titles 
but because of injury, you can you have to move forward and you have to move on because you can't have a an injured partner that's going to be out with. Uh, I forget what injury. I forget what the was it. Uh, he tore his quad. Like, was it his quad? Come, he he pulled the Triple H. So he pulled the Triple H. <laughs> Just pulling a Triple H. I remember like watching that because I watched Mania uh, a couple of days after. Yeah. And watching that, like you just see like the the muscle like just shoot up his leg, and I'm like, that's not supposed to happen. I saw that. So when I was watching the match, I was watching it in the ring. Obviously, I mean, I'm paying all this money for a ticket. I hope to God I'm not watching on this giant jumbotron. Um. I'm watching the match and I see this happen. I'm like, okay, this is either a botch or he's injured. Cause then I see the X. Then they're playing the footage back. And I just see that on the big ass television at AT&T stadium. I'm like, Oh God, that was not supposed to happen. This was supposed to go the other way. Yeah. Alrighty then. But then you have to have this build for backlash, which we're going to get to in a little bit, but for, the three guys that I mentioned, and actually even like if you mentioned Sasha Banks, how she's been a diehard of a champion who has been a true uh, pioneer, I'll say, for the women's division as far as like breaking barriers go. I, there's a couple other stars that I could name, but one of them being um, Sasha Banks. She has a one in I want to say it's like one in six record at Mania. Yeah. And it just ended this year with her winning the tag titles. First off, her having her first win in the amount of WrestleMania she's been in, this is now her seventh. That still blows my mind that she is like held multiple championships for the WWE. And this is her first win took seven years. Same thing with a guy like Big E. seven, seven dude, seven WrestleManias and not one win. Well, that's like someone like Jeff Hardy. I believe Jeff Hardy's record and it, Again, it's not exact, but I think he's like one in twelve at WrestleMania. It's like something like that. I know. And that. the only time he's won was when they returned uh, at thirty-four. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think just, Matt's got Matt's got a better record than Jeff. And he they, does. They push even, Matt. Even someone like I mean, Triple Matt, H. Tri Triple H's record at WrestleMania is like six and twelve. He has the most losses, I believe, he, right now. or six and sixteen, something like that. I don't know. But he for the like showcase of Immortals, dude, that just it bothers me that you have. I agree. I think it, it it should be you know your top guys have great records, but I think I think winning doesn't always be a legacy breaker because I I mean obviously I think everyone thinks of the Undertaker's undefeated streak immediately when it comes to WrestleMania, um, but I think if you think of some of the classic matches, some like Triple H has been in right. Yeah. Um three times with Taker. Uh 19 versus Booker T. Terrible botch finish. Probably not the way the storyline should have went, but great great match. Um you know, uh I'm trying to think of other ones Hunter's been in. I mean, all the early 2000s stuff. Um him versus Rock versus Foley versus you know, Big Show like so many classic moments that I, I think him not always getting the win. It doesn't change how those matches are. Um, My thing is, it's just the legacy that you like. I, I get it. I get it. It's a match and it's a show. But my thing is that a lot of guys compete for that one night, that one big, like not to say the one big payday, but that one big glory to put on your bucket list that you competed at WrestleMania. Yeah. Take, take, for example, 
Uh, actually, even better example, look at Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, first WrestleMania, lost to John Cena. Second WrestleMania, lost to The Undertaker. Uh, what was it? 32, did not compete. 33, lost to Randy Orton. 34, I don't even think he was on the card. 35, wasn't even on the card. 36, yeah, no, I'm sorry. That was his first win at 36, I believe, if I am yeah. correct. 36 was his first win. 37, lost to Randy Orton, then got released. The great, the biggest mind in wrestling, like a mind like that in Bray Wyatt with a good character who should have been, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to compare him to The Undertaker, but I'm saying who ha- was a build like Taker. Not to say like all the hype, all the glory like that, but I'm saying to the extent of, okay, you have that interesting character that draws people to it. You had fans getting behind it. You had fans getting uh, intrigued by it. And the one win was during the pandemic. Yep. It just, that like, it inter- it's, it's interesting to see how that is. Same thing with uh, a guy like, uh, like even like Biggie, like I said, they want to push him to the moon. I can't do it on the biggest day. Yeah, he's he's someone who, unless you want to start building it, of, you know, he's never really had his WrestleMania moment, um, which we've seen with a couple of guys. Um, I think that's a good story to have. Yeah, but I and I'm not saying like you know every guy needs a ton of wins at WrestleMania, but like no. I think most guys, if you're trying to make them, you know, former world champions and and things like that, like you gotta. I don't know, man. Like, you gotta at least let them go over at Mania. Like, yeah, it's great to rack up all these B show pay per view wins. Um, but everybody tunes in for Mania. Like, not even just your hardcore fans. Like, Drew more WrestleMania numbers. Than- is- oh, I'm sorry. No, continue your statement. Continue. Like, Re- WrestleMania is like still such a draw across all types of fans, you know? My apologies for interrupting you. No, no. So what I was going to get at is they released the numbers compared to the Super Bowl. It drew more numbers than the Super Bowl. That's how big. That's how big this is. That's how big many is. It's that. It's even in that discussion of, okay, this is a yearly thing that always has to happen. This. It's in that kind of discussion. Like, okay, every year guaranteed World Series, Super Bowl, Stanley Cup Finals, WrestleMania. That is guaranteed every year. Imagine a year without a WrestleMania, or imagine. A world without a WrestleMania. I I know it's like it's not that like for for the like for someone that doesn't know wrestling or could give a shit about wrestling, it's like who get who cares who cares. But to wrestling fans, that's it's a lot to them. It's a lot. Like for me, I love like dude. For the last couple of years of going, it's been an amazing experience. And like not to like no no I, like look, I I, I want to rub it in your face, but I don't want to rub it in your face because it's that experience. To have and if look, Carr's gonna get a WrestleMania experience uh, this sun uh, this Sunday coming up, but it's a WrestleMania backlash experience. But if you want to go to the dunk and go to a WrestleMania, congrats on the WrestleMania backlash. But back to what I was getting. At. <laughs> uh, but with the with the WrestleMania experience, it's something totally different uh, compared to it. I I know a lot of guys go to these events or just save up money for these events. They sit like they put time, they put the vacation. Look, if you get two weeks off a year, you know for a fact a couple of those days are going towards a mania weekend. That's a fact. Or you're putting money away to go to WrestleMania it's, or go to an event, 
it's going to WrestleMania. I'd rather go to a WrestleMania event versus anything else. It's just because of the atmosphere. Well, you know, TJ, if you are speaking of going to an event, CTW is partnered with SeatGeek, um, one of our many sponsors. So Come on, let's see if he gets this right. You know, for your next purchase, right. we're going to offer you $20 off. No matter what you go to, you go into WrestleMania, you go into the Super Bowl, you just go into a lovely Boston Red Sox game at Fenway. Uh, you need to use code Cheap Wrestling. All right, you got it right. All That's one word. And you will get $20 off your next purchase. So don't be a Mark. Don't be a Maggie. Be a cheapo. Use code Cheap Wrestling, $20 off at SeatGeek. Don't be a car and buy tickets off a of Ticketmaster. I'm going to throw him under the bus on oh, that you one. Get ran he with had a so code. Many fees at Ticketmaster. He, he had a Seat code. Geek. He had a code to get tickets and he chose Ticketmaster. Out of all places, Ticketmaster. Guess what? You go to SeatGeek, damn it. I'm throwing Car under the bus. He's not here to defend himself. Guess what? I'm throwing him under the damn bus. Use SeatGeek, damn it. Cheap wrestling. Save you 20 bucks. Use it. I'm giving you free money here, folks. That is free money. F-R-E-E. Money. Free. I like the word free. I'm a cheap guy. I like free. But back to like WrestleMania, dude. It's like like looking at the event and then looking at the the build for the event and looking at the guys that are on the card, looking at the roster. There are guys that should not to say always win, but they should be in that top tier of matches or should be in that high profile match. You know, like Sasha Banks, yes, I think she should be in higher profile matches. I think there could be better stories for her to be on at WrestleMania, but her one in six record just kind of bothers me still. Taking another example of Big E, yes, he's out with injury right now. Last year, his match at WrestleMania was in a uh, was in a drum match. I forget what the hell they called it—a um, Nigerian drum uh, drum match, oh, which yeah. was. Just at this point, call it an extreme rules match or no disqualification. You didn't need to call it a drum fight first. Like, really? No, seriously. And the build for it, you had Apollo being this top, top guy. And you look at him now competing against a guy like Omos and going down within 30 seconds. Look at how the change in character, look at how production and the writers have gone from like, you know, oh, we got to build him up. We got to build this Apollo character up to, you know, let's just throw in an Omos and let's see how big of a reaction he gets. And then you have his um, general. I don't really care for like a gen- uh, General Z, something like that. It was something stupid like that. Like that, yeah. Anyway, point is, is that you look at the loss and then you look at it from the last WrestleMania to now. That's who you lost to who's now a mid-card talent that's being thrown around like a ragdoll. Same thing with Woods. Woods, I get, hey, it's what it is with him. I get he's he's the third wheel, but he's still a good character, and people get behind him. Give him a shot. Kofi, I know for a fact, didn't have the best record. He had the best moments, but he didn't have the best record either. Like, I'm saying that through, like, you know, just kind of looking at the most recent numbers. And you look at Nakamura, like I said, he is a legend in New Japan, a legend around the industry. And this is where you have Matt Owen for. I get it. If you're not behind something, I get it. You don't go with it. But Nakamura should be somewhere in like that win column at Mania. Or like in a positive win column somewhere on the WrestleMania card or even on a WWE card. It could have been this year. I get with injury. It happens. It's what it is. 
would they have been tag team champions right now? Probably. We wouldn't see the storyline that we have now, how at Backlash, we now have, instead of the Usos versus RK Bro, we have a six-man tag match with the Usos and Roman taking on Drew McIntyre and the RK Bros, which I actually know we'll kind of dive into that. I want to thank for this segment, Party Belts. Use code CHEAP15 for 15% off on your next Party Belt, the official Party Belt master. I'm Bro, I'm telling you right now, these belts are amazing and for a good price. And now that you're getting them for 15% off, take advantage of it. Because I have some news right here, you know, Dylan. Like a last the last couple of weeks, I've been dealing with uh, with St. Louis, and I've been going to party belts. And like I said with Paul, I was in St. Louis talking a talking a big deal, talking a big game about us, talking about us. They are the party masters. You want to party like a champ? Party with official party belts, and I love them to death. Party belts is providing us the first. CTW predictions championship. We are going to officially have a monthly championship right here exclusively on this podcast between us for predictions. Thanks to officialpartybelts.com. And you can also get this belt at partybelts.com using code cheap 15 for 15% off your next purchase. Get it for a fancy football event. Get it for a tailgating. Get it for a birthday gift. Get it for a bachelor party, bachelorette party. Get it for that fantasy loser. Trust me, this is the best championship on the market. Partybelts.com, party like a champion. But yeah, so Party Belts is officially providing us the new CTW prediction championship dylan that's amazing right there that is i mean hey that's so you know another opportunity here to you know like you said monthly defenses and things like that every pay-per-view every pay-per-view gonna be interesting another twist here at ctw another swerve you're welcome i'm just gonna say that you're welcome because if it wasn't for me providing these opportunities we wouldn't have a weekly show so you want to call me the loveliest of names, but I still provide for you and provide for my children here. So you're welcome. Papa's got this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to throw that out one. Shout out to my boy, the man they call Vega, because every t- I'm kind of getting sidetracked here, but every time, what up, papi? <laughs> what up, Fluffy? Just kind of just throwing that out there because that's I mean I love that guy. Uh, so yeah, so we are going to have a prediction championship. It's going to be exclusively for pay-per-views between AEW and WWE, not for NXT. Fuck that shit. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna do that prediction yeah, championship. Fuck that show. Yeah, NXT fuck that shit. No. So here's what we're gonna do. This week on the social media, we're gonna put out our predictions for a backlash between myself, Dylan, and Carr. So the way I'm thinking for the first one, because unfortunately Carr's not here to, you know, weigh in or to give his two cents on all this lovely podcasting, we are unfortunately have to do it on the social media, which is fine. It's what it is. So we're going to do it like we did at Mania. We're going to do, I'll say the best, like we'll do five. We'll do five matches. I think there's, I don't know how many matches are on the card, but at least say maybe four, maybe five predictions. Whoever gets the most. There are one. I know. Okay. So, all right. So, no, I'll just say all six. 
Let's just do all six. Even though technically speaking, I should be the first champion. I can't be the first at everything here because I feel like that's just giving me the championship. And I have to provide, unfortunately, for you people. So I have to provide opportunity. So <laughs> for WrestleMania Backlash, we are going to crown the first prediction champion. And that is only going to be exclusively on the podcast. And because we're doing a prediction championship, I figured why not do one more championship? Because let's be real, there's, there should be more on here, and I love to provide. We are also providing the one with the lowest record, the loser of losers, the king of losers championship title. It's going to be a lovely title. Thanks to partybelts.com. Again, 15% off at party belts, party like a champion, but you don't want to really party with this belt, Dylan. I I think it's going to be you holding that one. I, I don't think you want to be partying. You want a belt, Dylan. I'm giving you a belt. I'm giving you a championship. Guess what? I feel like Oprah. I feel like Oprah. You're getting a title, and you're getting a title, and you're getting a title. At this point, I might as well just call it the Universal Prediction Championship of the All Elite Universe uh, of the WWW. I'll just make it a long-ass name for this title. It's just words on this title. Forget design. It's just words. Forget it. I'm going to make it a long-ass title uh, for this. <laughs> you know, you know, TJ, like, bust my balls all you want, but when you think back, you are the first time two-time CTW champion. Always right on that one. But you know who gave you that loss? Who took that belt from you? Yeah, in a golf match. In a golf match. That's fine. doesn't have to Guess be what? a golf that match again. That championship is officially... And this is now because I am the champion it is no longer 24 seven. Cause you brought that up a couple weeks ago. It's 24 seven, 24 seven, because I'm providing and I'm the first two time champion. It is no longer a 24 seven championship. And it is only to be defended in wrestling matches. So if you want that championship back, Dylan, I suggest you start going to training at or any of our lovely uh, training facilities, whether that's, Upstate Wrestling Entertainment in Upstate New York in Oneida, New York, to be exact. And if you want 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 to go up to New York, by all means, you can also go to Springfield, Massachusetts, for New Age Wrestling. I believe they got some lovely people over there. Shout out to my boy Richard Blake over there at New Age Wrestling, running some major events coming up, coming up in May, May fourteenth. Check them out. Seven o'clock bell time for him. Or if you want to go to Showcase. Right, you know, right down the road in a one socket, Rhode Island. And if you want to start training over there, by all means, Dylan, you have an open ticket to train at the training center in one socket with my friends, my lovely friends over there, my people, my my favorite people in the entire world, the people that showcase pro wrestling. You got you, you know, we love Blackheart here. You can go hang out with Blackheart and train. God damn it, keep kidding, killing me. You got Sergeant Muldoon over there training as well. And you also got the man they call Vega, my friend over there. But unfortunately, the old Paul Holloway is not there because of, you know, showcase legal, blah, 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 blah. But it's what it is for Paul. And Paul, I miss you. Paul, Paul will be back on this show as a full member of CTW. I'm just going to make that be known. Let that be known to you. But if you want to start training, Dylan, and get back the CTW championship, by all means, show up to training at 126 Main Street in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. If you've got the balls. You just keep watching your back, TJ. It's not 24-7, bro. I can keep watching my back. That's fine. 
That's right. right. You said you name the stakes. You know where it's got to be. Now, unless you're Jake, I'm sorry. And I want to make this known too is that the 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 whole thing behind Cheap Shot, Jake the entire time is like, let's get light tubes. Let's get a table. I said, you fucking Mark. No, this is not happening. Train, get your ass ready to go. And I knew behind the scenes, behind what Paul wanted, what Paul was showing him. So that was even the beauty of it is that like, I didn't want to know what he was doing, but I guess why I had the inside guy. I had the inside guy. I had this whole thing, this whole plan, Dylan, wrapped around my finger and right in the palm of my hand. And none of you knew this. And I am your champion. You're welcome. But you have an opportunity to win the new prediction championship. Or, you know, you can be the first king of losers. Oh, that'll go to car. That, yeah, I might have to get slides for him, too. The king of losers slides. I have to give them those two. I think we can get those at our official website uh, for uh, Spring Tees, the, the CTW uh, official merchandise site. I think we have slides on there too. Our, we'll have our car, car slides. We'll get car slides. <laughs> we'll get car slides. Oh my god, dude, that'd be such a good idea too. And also, last thing I want to add: the SPW. I'm, I'm sorry, my my apologies. It's not a C- Showcase Pro Wrestling Championship. It is the first Cheap Talk Wrestling Interstate Champion will be crowned soon the first cheap talk interstate champion in our history. I made history winning the CTW championship for the first time. This man's going to make history and be a part of our history as a podcast and as a wrestling promotion or or a wrestling YouTube promotion, whichever one you want to call with. I don't know. I don't have insurance. It's whatever. It's what it is. It's fine. I love showcase for doing this with me. I thank him for taking us on this journey and being a part of this journey as well. You don't understand how much I really thank them and I love them to death for it. But for now, instead of, you know, like flapping my gums over here for a little bit, I'm going to bid you all the lovely adieu. And, and actually, you know, I, I'm kind of, eh, Dylan, I've kind of talked myself out. Do you want to just kind of, you, know, you want to give them the, you know, the send off, kind of give them the go home here? Oh, a little bit give of Give me the go home. Give them the go home. Okay. Give them the go home. Come on. Let's see well, if you get this right. Let's see if you get this right. Because Carr doing this, hey, Dylan, why'd you say it twice for me? It just kind of sounds kind of in a weird way. It just kind of very sounds interesting. What he's looking for. Do you want to say it twice for him? Interesting. Ladies and gentlemen, once again here at CTW, if you're looking to follow along, not only with the best wrestling news, but of all our challenges on the YouTubes and the Daily Go and SP Wrestling on all our wonderful sponsors, I am going to need you to follow at Atchie Wrestling. Make sure you follow us at at Cheap Wrestling, folks. At Cheap Wrestling. Make sure I know I'm doing. You want to? You want to give them the Espanol? You want to give them the where we can find? We are also not only on the Google, the the Spotify's, the Apples, the YouTubes. We're on the HTTP colon two forward slashes the Yo Man Espanola dot edu. You. Yeah, this guy's got it. All right, you know what, Dylan? You got a point back, and you, you, you got, you're on my good side for today. You're lucky you're on my good side. Yes, TJ. I you know, told last you. Week, you're on my shit. Last week, I'm telling you right now, you're on my shit list. Because you didn't show up, but you want to talk shit. Guess what? This week, you kind of like, you earned me back a little it's bit. A, I told you, TJ. We cleared the gas bill. We're moving forward. 
I paid my dues at Cheap Shot. We're on to the next level. Nah, you still gotta pay your dues. You still gotta figure out how to ref. I might have to get Frank Rocha here. Actually, you know what? You can show up to training to do that, too. You learn how to ref with Frank Rocha. I forgot about that. Refing 101 with Frank Rocha, folks, every Wednesday. Every Wednesday from 6 to whenever Paula feels like leaving. That's how it goes. Is there announcing practice? Nah, I don't show up for that, no. I'm the best. Ah, I'm the best. You, don't, you don't show up. You're the champion. I don't need to because I have a busy schedule. I'm providing for you, for Brandon Carr, for my social media guy, for Showcase Pro Wrestling, for the Daily Go. I'm providing for too many people that I got to take a break every once in a while. I'm still providing even when I'm on my break. So I'm sorry that I have a busy schedule, but if you want to show up to training, go for it. Dylan, by all means, I'd love to see you there. I'd love to see these videos because I, I get them all the time from Blackheart over there. So if you show up, good for you. I hope to see you in that ring on the other side. Maybe, maybe, hopefully. Hey, you know what? Maybe the bigger stage, you know what? We'll, I'll pull like The Rock. We'll do like The Rock. It's like only this big of a match to serve at the biggest stage. Like a cheap shot too, maybe a cheap shot ten. We'll say that. We'll, kind of, we'll leave that tease out there. We'll kind of cheap keep the shot mic X. <laughs> cheap shot X, exactly. But Dylan, I'll take over for you for now. For Dylan Sriva, for the provider myself, TJ Alvin, and for unfortunately, I have to say his name, Brandon Carr. We will bid you adieu, and we will catch you guys next time. And like always, keep it cheap, and we will catch you guys next time. Oh, later.